Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. So today I'm here with Jonathan Sly, who's the CEO of Purpose Driven Events. Jonathan, thanks for being here. Caleb, thank you so much for inviting me. You got it. So yeah, I know you know people have a lot of questions about the upcoming music festivals in the Blue Ridge Amphitheater, which is in, in Blairs in Pennsylvania County. So to start, tell us a little bit about yourself, about purpose-driven events, kind of the events you guys have run in the past, and then why you guys chose to locate in Blairs at the Blue Ridge Amphitheater. Sure. Lots of questions. Let me start at the top. So <laughs> my, my journey uh, has been an interesting one. For me, it all started. I went to a camp founded by Virginia native uh, Toby Mack that was located in Nashville. And mm. I was an aspiring singer and wanted to uh, dive into more. And so it was a Christian music camp and they had all these artists that I was getting into and first finding my love for music. Uh, the camp was centered around Romans 8.28, which talks about God's purpose for your life. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it was I felt like it was to, to do an event, to do a music festival at the moment. So I had no idea what I was doing. And I started reaching out to, to different Christian artists about producing this festival. A festival came together. What I want to do is to, to be able to make a positive impact and inspire people and, and to bring hope and joy um, to folks through the power of music and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that was the first event. That was spring of 2011, and it's called Spring Jam Fest. And now, uh, fast forward about 10 years later, I've produced close to 1,000 concerts and festivals wow. uh, mm-hmm. since that time. And, and obviously we have, you know, several coming up in, in Pennsylvania County. You guys are, are, I believe, leasing the space for the, the Blue Ridge Amphitheater right now. You know, we have the, the Christian Festival, the Worship at the Mountain Festival coming September mm-hmm. 3rd through the 5th. Following weekend or four-day four weekend, we have the Blue Ridge Rock Festival, which is the largest, and then the Country Festival in the beginning of October. So tell us a little bit more about about those festivals, kind of what's what's coming, why why you picked each of those festivals and, and sort of the details uh, the details about those festivals. Absolutely. So the worship festival, I'll just go in chronological order, mm-hmm. is one that I've had on my heart for quite some time. I felt like this area could use a Christian music festival, and I felt that we were going to have a little bit of a, a, a fresh look. So we launched Worship at the Mountain Festival. The primary tagline is to encounter Jesus through the power of music. Mm-hmm. I think the lineup we were able to put together, some people in the industry actually said it was the strongest lineup uh, in Christian music this year. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit about behind uh, Worship at the Mountain Festival. And then I'll, I'll move into the next uh, mm-hmm. event here, uh, Blue, Ridge, Blue Ridge Rock Festival. That is that is one that is uh, is in year year five ish. I call it year four point five because it didn't happen in twenty twenty. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, though we did go on sale and we had sold a lot of tickets and we had a few thousand people roll over to this year, that one has been it's been a very very special one to me. It was inspired by my first rock show that I did in this building, uh, Phase Two, now the Ridge. We I just saw how passionate fans were mm-hmm. for rock and how they were looking for a place to call home and looking for an outlet and looking for an opportunity to be seen and heard. I I just felt that, you know, I had a couple of other uh, partners at the time that we should launch a, a rock festival. Mm-hmm. The first year we had about 3,000 people for one day. In 2018, we did the second year of the festival and it was three days. We had uh, our biggest day is we had close to 5,000 uh, for a day. And then 2019 was our breakout year. We started to feel, hey, this is something that could uh, could really become something. I uh, said, okay, well, let's, let's devote some more time. So we started this in 2019, a little bit farther out and ticket sales were strong. 
I mean, we, we did uh, close to 25,000 people across two days. Wow. So an average mm-hmm. attendance about 12,000 a day. And we just saw, man, with, with five weeks of the full lineup out, with being in the middle of nowhere, with juggling a hurricane that year and a variety of other, uh, you know, challenges that we faced, which, you know, is a whole podcast in and of itself, <laughs> we were able to see, you know, a real strong step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. We just decided, let's dive in. Let's build these relationships with these agents and these managers. Let's try to see if we can give this a full year year out mm-hmm. of preparation. So we did that. And 2020 was going very well. And then COVID happened and 2020 right. didn't happen. <laughs> so ticket sales though jumped exponentially. We were up to, it was a three-day event and we were on pace to do 26, 27, 28,000, close to 30,000 people a day, mm-hmm. which was you know more than double what we'd had the previous right. year. And so I wasn't you know too, too surprised when things then for 2021 came out so strong out of the gate. Mm-hmm. While I have done more country shows, I think, than other genre, and then more Christian shows, this would be second place, and then Rock's third. I found an amazing thing with the Rock fans that I believe in passionately because I feel that they have been looked upon as, as almost having a stereotype for who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. ultimately, from my history with events, I've had the least amount of issues with Rock Festival events because it's really a community. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me that Blue Ridge can be a catalyst for that and mm-hmm. it has sold more tickets than any other Rock festival in the country this year. Right. It's a testament to the vision and the mission and the more the nonprofit type approach that we have of putting the fan first. Ultimately, it's something that I'm very, very happy to 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 see the growth and to be there. It's a challenge and it's more work than anyone can ever imagine on a daily basis. It's it's a 365, 24-7 job, but it's amazing just to see the impact in the community. And I'm so excited that we have the opportunity to to reunite and to, to have this event here again this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned, you know, this is year 4.5 of the, the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. I know it was within a couple hours of Pennsylvania County each of those mm-hmm. years, but what, what ultimately made you guys decide to bring it to Blair's and to bring it to Pennsylvania County? First, I will say it was a big search. So it was one of the many things we did during COVID as <laughs> we, we looked and looked and looked. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we were shown the property at the White Oak Mountain Amphitheater. And I felt that it was a great fit because for one, the location. So people say, well, you know, why, you know, location, it's small towns, it's the middle of nowhere. That's what people tell me nationally. <laughs> but when you look a little bit deeper, we knew that we had always been usually within an hour of vicinity of Lynchburg which we still were at this point, you right. know, being, being here in, uh, in Blair's. Then the next piece was, okay, so we, we're still going to be within striking distance for our hometown folks and our people in this area. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at uh, markets, well, we're a very, very small market. Maybe, you know, usually they divide it into primary, secondary, and tertiary markets in the music industry, you know, for size of, 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 the, of the market that they're playing. We're a tertiary market, no doubt, here. But we're surrounded by primary and secondary markets that are all within striking distance, which is great for a festival mm-hmm. where people are commuting and where we're going to have a lot of camping and right. give them an affordable option to stay. So we have Greensboro, we have Charlotte, we have Raleigh, uh, we have uh, Virginia Beach, we have Richmond, all within three, three and a half hours mm-hmm. of the property. And I thought that was a real win for us. Right. And I then, of course, you know, we have the Lynchburg Roanoke hometown base that we have in Charlottesville. We were looking for a space that we could customize and uh, hence why we, we did this lease to buy agreement, you know, I, I, I felt like, you know, people would, would travel and thankfully there was little resistance. They knew what we were going for and looking for a place that we could really build infrastructure into mm-hmm. and uh, could make as a long-term home and could use for other events like Blue Ridge Country Festival. That's been, it's been a, honestly in the works for a couple of years. It's something that I always felt was a natural fit to accompany Blue Ridge Rock Festival mm-hmm. and wanted to create an event that could bring in artists that at least in terms of the overall size and scope, 
an event bigger than what typically small town Virginia could have, where you have three days of getting arena headliners. And if the response uh, continues to be positive, which it's, it's been great so far, mm -hmm. we believe this will be an event uh, that continue to grow. And we're right. looking at headliners that are Jason Aldean sized for next year and Carrie Underwood sized. And that's something we're really uh, pushing for and hoping to be able to do and can be a, a, another great option that we bring here to the amphitheater. Numbers we're looking at are, um, are closer to 15,000 a day and we'll be able to keep it really, really affordable and ticket price. And I know a lot of fans have been excited about this. And ultimately mm -hmm. we also give, um, you know, we have cornhole tournaments and we have ax throwing and so many other, we're even looking at line dancing, so many other features to really make it an affordable, fun uh, country weekend right. and affordably priced across the board. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. Uh, and I know, you know, getting, getting all of this together has been tricky. You, you guys had announced the, the festival would be coming here to Pennsylvania County. And that caused our, our staff to look at our music festival ordinance and say that has not been updated in 30 years. Um, and so there's been, you know, a lot of back and forth of, of trying to make sure that that ordinance both works for you all, but also, you know, protects the citizens, protects us and make sure that, you know, that these events can happen safely and efficiently and that everyone's, everyone's working from the same sheet of music, I guess. So, I mean, I know it's been, it's, it's been difficult getting that side together, but then also, you know, the venue is, when I when I first heard that you know there's going to be thirty thousand people coming to that venue, I thought they don't know they've never seen that place. You know how, how could <laughs> yeah. they think that? So talk to me a little bit about what goes into planning events of this scale, especially at a, at a venue like that where you know it's not it doesn't have the ready made infrastructure already sitting there to host thirty thousand people. Great question, Caleb, and one that uh, I'm excited to answer. This was not something. This is not something this year. We're putting in a ton of um, a ton of permanent infrastructure. We're putting in a good chunk, but you won't see us installing stages. So one of the things that we saw a lot online is folks said, "This is this is a scam. They're never going to actually be able to to do it in time because." I'm driving by every day, which it's amazing how much foot traffic we get there, by the way, how much car traffic. We're, we're, we're someday seeing 100 cars a day uh, just drive through the property to check just it out. <laughs> yes, it's as if it's a museum. It's great. It's what we've done for all of our festivals to date, where it is a temporary build mm -hmm. where we're coming in and adding stuff. So right now I can say, Caleb, that we have um, in excess of 200 people now working. We'll have at least probably 1,000 staff uh, on site at the event. There are so many more pieces to this than I I think uh, most folks realize. So mm -hmm. right now we've been building roads, we've been putting up tents. We have started to add a variety of the different structures and layouts and stuff that we're adding together. We've had fencing drop off. We've had mm -hmm. uh, tables and chairs and all these things. We've had tons of trailers. We've had hundreds of porta potties. Mm -hmm. And uh, ultimately, it's exciting to see it all coming together. I think that we're in good shape. I think we've been able to to find a good uh, solution to make work past everything. And I think ultimately, it's going to be three amazing weekends of uh, music this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully, obviously, you know, I, I think we're all hoping that that leads to more awesome weekends in, in Pennsylvania County at this festival venue. That, as you said, you know, you guys are investing in, in roads and things like that, that obviously a lot of what you're doing right now is temporary, but there are very permanent investments and there would be more of those if you guys do end up purchasing it. And this is, you know, obviously 35,000 people a day coming. How many is it? For the, for, for the rock festival, we're, we're seeing about, it's going to be around 35,000, I think, when you right. include everyone. So, I mean, having, you know, that many people... That, that has an impact on a community, especially one of our size. You know, this this obviously has the potential to have a very positive impact on our entire community, Pennsylvania County, Danville, but even as you said, extending further to Greensboro and Danville and Lynchburg and Martinsville, you know, this has a positive impact on all of those places. So, I mean, talk to me, I mean, just from your experience with, with running these festivals about about the impact that a festival like this can have on a community. It's really amazing. You know, I think about this year and I think about 
whoever owns and operates the Circle K with the little Caesars and the Bojangles and mm-hmm. such that are right there, how I sure hope they're staying up, uh, staying on extra uh, open, extra late, because <laughs> there is going to be uh, so much business that's sent there. Right. And I see every year our fans will stay and use a full week of vacation. And they would go and they would check out and see what museums are to offer and mm-hmm. what tourist opportunities are there to offer. And they stay in a hotel for a full week and they eat at the local restaurants and they explore and they're getting to see small town Virginia. Right. And that's a really, really cool thing to be mm-hmm. a, a part of that and a catalyst for that. I, the, the, the impact, I think, is very, very vast because we also are hiring hundreds of people from the area. Mm-hmm. And I think about the land. We've leased so much additional land beyond mm-hmm. just the White Oak Mountain Amphitheater from local landowners. Right. And as you said, uh, you know, you're know, you you're leasing a lot of land from a lot of different people for parking. I know you guys are shuttling people in. I'm going to get more in the weeds with that in, in a podcast in the coming weeks. So okay. just just so everyone else knows, you know, that there are very detailed plans in place uh, to make sure that the, you know, the traffic impact, all of those things are as, as minimal as possible. But there has been days and days of planning from so many different agencies, from purpose-driven events, from Pennsylvania County to make sure that this event runs as smoothly as possible. But Jonathan, that's all the questions that I have. Is, is there anything else that you want to add or anything else you think it's important that people know about these festivals? Uh, I really appreciate Pennsylvania County citizens as well as their leaders for working through this because mm-hmm. this has been clearly the hardest year we've ever had with events. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that it's our first year in a new facility mm-hmm. and it's, it's a county, you know, it's not like we're in Chicago or in D.C. Do right. you, you know, that, that it's used to doing this, that it's taken really a Herculean effort. It's been harder than ever before on every angle for everyone's understanding, working through this, mm-hmm. uh, to try to make these successful events and to right. try to um, to really make an impact in the local charities, the local businesses, and for fans and, mm-hmm. uh, and attendees. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and as you said, you know, our staff had never gone through this. That's why there was those delays with getting the ordinance of trying to figure out how to do that. Our board of supervisors was, I, I think, to some, maybe came across hesitant, like they didn't want this to happen, but that, that was not at all the case. They wanted to make sure that this could happen and happen correctly in our community. And that right. that, that has always been the goal. So Proper due diligence and yeah. vetting, which, you know, which, which makes sense with something like, like this for sure. Right. And uh, I, I hope that uh, now we can find a winning formula. It's not going to be perfect, Mm -hmm. but I hope everyone has a level of understanding. And the reason it's not going to be perfect is because, remember, this is like any business. This is like if we open a restaurant tomorrow. There's going to be some kinks Mm -hmm. and some things to work through. But I think we have a winning plan in place. Mm -hmm. And I think that coming out of this year, we'll be able to have a formula that can become fairly turnkey that will allow us to streamline things and to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, from every different facet to be able to have a much smoother event experiences and less hassle, right. you know, moving forward in future years. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And that's what, that's what we're hoping for as well. So Jonathan, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.